This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. There's plenty of talk about green bonds at the moment, with the federal government launching one next year. But what are green bonds? What do investors expect from them and what should they expect from them? To discuss the future of green bonds here in Australia, I welcome George Bichet, Head of Credit and Sustainable Strategies at Pendle, and Murray Ackman, ESG Credit Analyst. Welcome, George and Murray. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having us. Murray, might start with you, then George, you might take over the conversation. Just where are we up to with green bonds? Explain what they are and what the government's doing. Yeah, so green bonds are a a bond, it's a debt issuance, which has a ring-fenced list of projects associated with them. So there are a whole bunch of projects which relate to uh, renewable energy and emissions avoided, which debt investors can participate in. So the federal government is going to launch a green bond in mid-2024. They've already announced that. This is on the back of state governments all across Australia issuing green bonds, and we've seen green bonds being issued by uh, foreign governments around the world. Is there anything else about a green bond structure that you like, Murray, versus, say, a... Other structures, sustainability bonds or? Yeah, so the, the big difference between green bonds and other types of bonds is this ring-fenced use of proceeds concept. So there is a list of different projects which green bonds can invest in. Then another component of it is the impact associated with these projects is reported a year after the bond launches. These are the things which we find very interesting And with our Sustainable Australian Fixed Interest Fund, uh, we actually have a a calculator online which allows uh, investors to be able to see what their investments are actually directly uh, with the outcomes associated with that. So that's what green bonds allow us to do, directly link what investors' money is going to uh, in terms of the outcomes. Great. Thank you. Now, I know we we do a, a whole bunch of work uh, not only at the issuer level from an ESG perspective, but if we if we let's assume the issuer passes all of our ESG credentials, then we do a deep dive into the actual green bond and the projects itself. Can you just uh, let the audience know what just some high level things that interest us versus things we just don't like? Yeah. So in terms of green bonds, we're really interested in anything related to climate stability. So for us, we view as more powerful any investment which is going towards actually increasing the amount of renewables and decreasing uh, the amount of emissions. Uh, And so we're very interested in in projects which are associated with green through solar farms, through wind farms, through producing more and more renewables. We're also interested in transformative projects. So anything which can add this is the concept of additionality. This is the impact word. Uh, anything which goes beyond what normally would be happening is essential with these types of products. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I guess I, I know we do a lot of work with the support of Regnan, which is our ESG research stewardship business and engagement business. And we rank the impact quality of different green bonds. Just can you give a bit of the audience a bit of a flavour for what what they actually look at when they're ranking the impact quality? The big thing that we look at is your bang for buck. So uh, what is a million dollars going to get you in terms of the outcomes achieved? We also are looking at what are the risks associated with this project not achieving these outcomes? 
and we're wanting to know, is this changing anything? Is it more than just the status quo? That is a huge part of impact. Anything which goes beyond the status quo becomes a lot more meaningful for us. Yeah, a, a good way to describe that is additionality. Is it actually a step change? Is it business as usual or are they actually doing something a bit different? And, and on that point, Murray, a big part of what we do focus on is, is it just refinancing an old project or is it a new project? Do you want to just spend a little bit of time talking about that? Yeah, so the way in which debt works is uh, you can fund things which are new or you can recycle debt for things which have happened many years ago. and what we like uh, with the green bonds, with social bonds, is anything which is funding something new. Uh, this is because, you know, this additionality concept comes into play. It is something beyond business as usual. This bond has changed something. And so we really like new projects. So when a bond launches, they list the types of projects which they're going to be funding. And it's very important for us. We ask these questions all the time. Are they new? What is the look back period? How old are the projects? We have a huge bias towards anything which is new uh, because this is how, I guess, additionality comes about. So capital recycling is where you fund projects which already exist. We have the bias towards something which is new. Great. Now, if we just go back to the sovereign, they've obviously got quite different types of projects that they could potentially get involved in relative to a corporate or a state government. I guess from your perspective, what would be interesting types of projects that the sovereign would get involved in? And and is it more around sort of step change that you're looking for? Yeah, the, fundamentally, the sovereign has a different view of risk. So sovereign governments can fund riskier projects. And that is something of interest to us because one of the novel things about these green bonds is we can get access to you know, these more risky projects without facing any credit risk uh, because the credit risk is the underlying at the sovereign level. And so we're wanting to see things which actually bring about step change, bring about uh, some kind of revolutionary change. And we've seen in the US with the Inflation Reduction Act, which has created a market for hydrogen by subsidizing it significantly, governments can have a huge role in the climate transition. And we've known this already. Uh, if we look at the history of the internet, if we look at space travel, government money is often the catalyst for bringing about significant change. And these are the types of projects that we would love to see in the Australian Green Bond, something which brings about a new market, which just revolutionises the sector. Talk to us about reporting, Murray. So I, I know we spend a, uh, there's a big focus from our perspective in ensuring that the, there's reporting going on when we invest in these securities. Can you just give the audience a bit of a flavour for what we look at, what, what that is? Every time a bond launches there is a commitment that they will do an impact report. So they will outline what the things which the bond has funded have actually achieved. Uh, so for green bonds, you know, the, some of the indicators we look at is emissions avoided, uh, renewable generated. You know, for social bonds, it can be social housing built. And there's a whole range because the, we invest in so many of these different types of bonds. Uh, so, you know, the World Bank, for example, some of those bonds, we're looking at projects which have been undertaken in developing countries in terms of training and microfinance. So all of these indicators are very important for us because this shows, this is transparency about 
what we invest in, we want to know what the outcomes are because ultimately our clients, our people who invest in these funds, they want to know that when they invest uh, money into these uh, products, they're getting achievable outcomes. Uh, and so for green bonds, one of the, I guess the, the novel things about the federal government launching a green bond next year and at around a similar time, they're going to be launching sustainable finance framework is setting the new minimum standard for impact reporting. Great. I, I know from our perspective, credibility of the issuer above and beyond the actual projects and the ring fencing of the project is critical to, to, to us and where we're assessing the concept of getting involved in a, in a specific bond. Now, if we, we take a step back before we move to the sovereign and their credibility, we previously had an, had concerns around WA, Western Australia's climate policies and credibility around that. But over the last period of time, our view changed and it'd be great for you just to chat about that. And we did recently invest in the WA, the Western Australian Green Bond. And if you could just give us just, just a short sort of chat around what changed at the credibility of the issuer level and maybe a couple of specifics around the, the actual bond projects that you liked. Yeah, so WA, they were viewed as a little bit of a climate laggard. What we've seen with WA is last year they launched their, their new sustainable strategy and their green bond, which they launched um, a few weeks ago, that actually reflects this policy change. And it has a, a greater emphasis on actually bringing about some of this step change that is required. So the WA Green Bond, uh, we're looking at you know, clean transportation. We're looking at circular economy. There's biosoil recovery for agricultural use. There's expanding the, the metro network. But one of the things which we found very interesting about it uh, is they've got a renewable powered desalination plant. They're also having an emphasis on social housing with energy efficiency upgrades and providing renewable energy to remote and regional communities. This is one of the challenges in WA, and we've seen some advancements within mining industries where they're, they're trying to go away from using gas as an energy source in remote and regional places and go towards renewable we're also seeing that in the WA Green Bond with communities which aren't mining related. So just towns which are going into being able to connect to renewable energy sources. Yeah. And and I guess their their high level climate policies had improved quite significantly over the last year and that at an issuer level gave us a lot more confidence in investing in that in that security. And so Murray, now if we can just circle back to the the sovereign, obviously they've been up until the most recent or the current government, previous governments have been very relaxed around climate policy and haven't done too much around that. So what is it about the changing government from your perspective that makes it more appealing from a climate perspective? And also secondly, just one or two projects that you're really looking forward to seeing in these in this bond? The big thing is having a target. So having emissions target and having a commitment to head towards the trajectory of net zero that gives any type of green financing the credibility that it is existing within this policy framework. We know where we're heading. We know how a green bond would fit into that. And 
the projects that we would like to see is anything which continues this focus on climate stability and to you know, really cement environmental protection. We're looking for things which relate to biodiversity. We're looking for we're looking for things which actually change and build a market. So hydrogen, uh, if something similar to the Inflation Reduction Act in the U.S., which created the hydrogen, a green hydrogen market in the U.S., if we could see something like that also happening in Australia, that would be great to see. We're wanting to see that the federal government is investing in any type of project which brings Australia closer to its net zero target. Great. Thank you, Murray. That was a great conversation. Thank you, Murray. Thank you. And thank you, George. Thank you. You've been listening to Murray Ackman, ESG Credit Analyst at Pendle, and George Bichet, Head of Credit and Sustainable Strategies. This is The Point Podcast from Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer.